0: Welcome back to Heading North. I'm your host, Nick, and as we are listening to this episode, as I'm recording this episode, it is officially New Year's Day. You guys will be listening to it on January 2nd. So I just want to wish everyone, or hope everyone had, I should say, a very, very happy New Year's, and um, I really hope that you have some great resolutions to... uh, usher in the new year. And speaking of resolutions, I I think one of the resolutions for Heading North Podcast is to break slightly away from the hiking, camping uh, topics that have been pretty prevalent to the show and make sure that I add in some more travel to the uh, podcast rotation. And I think the best way and the way I've thought to do that is to have a traveling to each of the 50 states and then obviously I'll spread out as I travel out and can experience more areas to be able to talk about. Uh, so today I want to talk about traveling to Nebraska and I know a lot of people are going to be like, what the heck, but we'll we'll, we'll get into it. Uh, before you guys do that, I, I really want to invite you to uh, go check out the new shop that's on our website. So if you want to check that out, go to headingnorthpodcast.com forward slash store. There's a lot of really cool stuff on there and a lot of emphasis on the May the Forest Be With You shirts that I love so much and that so many of you have uh, enjoyed as well. But uh, back into uh, traveling to Nebraska, um, specifically traveling to Nebraska, or driving through the Heartland states, many like I just said, many of you are going to be thinking, why Nebraska? And believe me, you're not alone. For four consecutive years, Nebraska has ranked dead last on the list of states that travelers are interested in visiting. For this reason, Nebraska has rebranded its tourist campaign, stating Nebraska. It's not for everyone. So I get it, but uh, bear with me because I, I thought similar things, and then I traveled to Nebraska and really, really enjoyed the state and enjoyed the, uh, the natural resources that were there and a lot of stuff in between. So many coastal residents and even residents through the Midwest have always thought of Nebraska as a long drive through cornfields. And in some ways, uh, this is true to Nebraska, but you should also know it for its beautiful southeastern and western landscapes, as well as a, its wildlife. And not to mention the city of Omaha has a phenomenal music and art scene, and there's an extremely amazing zoo as well, but I'll get to that part a little bit later. So Nebraska from north to south can be driven through in three to four hours, whereas the distance between its east and west borders takes much longer. I would estimate closer to nine to ten hours of a drive, and it also borders six states. So those states are South Dakota to its north, Iowa and Missouri to its southeast, Kansas to its south and Colorado and Wyoming to its southwest and west and that's really where a lot of the natural areas that I enjoyed most are is on that western portion of the state as you're starting to get into that geography of something more like Colorado or Wyoming. The eastern portion of the states provides beautiful bluffs and uh, the Missouri River. This creates a natural border with Iowa and Missouri. The the river itself, if you haven't seen it, is extremely beautiful and wide. Uh, This area of the state holds many state parks, uh, the most interesting of which being the Indian Cave State Park in Schubert, Nebraska. The park bolsters uh, about 3,400 acres, I believe, of rugged terrain bordering the Missouri River. Uh, This park is named for the large sandstone cave on the property. And that cave actually has uh, native petroglyphs that have been found on the walls and you can actually see. The park also holds 22 miles of hiking and it goes past the Winding River, uh, the Missouri River, and through their hardwood forests. The, The park itself also has an exorbitant amount of campsites as well as horse trail riding and cabins and buildings dating to the times of settlement shortly after Lewis and Clark's voyage up the Missouri River. I really think that it's, it's a great park at my personal favorite of the ones I've visited. And I would definitely recommend a, a visit there. If you do go through Nebraska, Nebraska also holds many natural features to its West. Um, and that's that area bordering Colorado and Wyoming. Um, believe it or not, the state has a whole bunch of mountains. And I think the number is between 150 to 180 mountains to be exact, though these mountains aren't going to hold the same grandeur as something like the Rocky Mountains. When you look at it, geologists state that a landform that rises either a thousand feet or 300 meters above sea level can be considered a mountain. This makes many of Nebraska's buttes, tables, knobs, and other larger hill structures mountains, mostly because they are already above, high above sea level. It's very similar to where I live in Duluth, where We do have very, very large hills, and we are also very high above sea level, so that makes those very large hills mountains. And in this western section of nebraska it's filled with these land features causing it to look very different than the rest of the state it's no longer flat it's very hilly beautiful and very natural and it also allows for a very decent amount of wildlife i have found that this area is filled with minimal population and just vast expanses of nature Uh, this is where mountain lions really take hold In the area and it's resulting in many of the symbols and license plates in Nebraska to uh, tote that animal as an image. So if you do see a license plate or something when you're driving through the state with a mountain lion on it that's why you're not necessarily gonna see them throughout the state. And that area is also home to I believe gray wolves as well as black and brown bears and lynx and moose. Most if not all of the state is classified as prairie land The vast area of flatland is what makes the state so marketable for settlement and later agriculture. The central southern portion of the state is filled with farm and dairy land as a result of that flatland. And this area is home of many elk, whitetail, mule deer, as well as longhorn sheep, bison, and pronghorn. So there's really a great opportunity throughout the state, not just in those more mountainy areas, to see a decent amount of wildlife. Uh, This area itself is where I spent most of my recent visit to Nebraska, and I found the people there to be very kind in a Midwest staple sort of way, and many of the towns hold the major population for the areas in between these vast cornfield areas as well as vast natural areas that you can explore. This area also holds the state's two largest cities. This area holds the state's two largest cities, Omaha and Lincoln. I can't speak heavily on the state's capital, Lincoln, as I have not had the opportunity to visit there. Uh, But the capital holds the University of Nebraska-Lincoln and the iconic Memorial Stadium, uh, home of the Cornhuskers. And the stadium itself on game day is considered the third largest city, holding close to I think it's 90,000 guests each game. Lincoln has been a cultural and political hub for the state, and from what I hear, uh, the the food is actually absolutely amazing. It's definitely a foodie's dream. Omaha is the city where I spent a good amount of time, and I very quickly found um, a place for it in my heart. Omaha's Dorley Zoo. The zoo makes every effort towards conservation research and is accredited by the Association of Zoos and Aquariums and a member of the World Association of Zoos and Aquariums. It is consistently voted one of the best zoos in the world, not just the country, but the world, and the zoo holds multiple designated areas or lands, I guess, dedicated to the areas of the world and their wildlife, including a massive biodome with a full-scale desert inside and home of the zoo's nocturnal creatures below. The zoo is also home to a wonderful aquarium complete with an underwater tunnel to view the aquatic wildlife. Whether you seek to enjoy art-filled, culturally diverse cities, beautiful landscapes to hike, or small towns with big history, Nebraska is in fact for anyone, and I highly recommend a visit. For more information on Nebraska, visit omahazoo.com, nebraska.gov, and visitnebraska.com. Thank you, everyone, for listening to this week's episode of Heading North. Music in this episode is by Asylum Music and Media Works. If you like anything you heard in this episode, make sure you go to headingnorthpodcast.com or check us out on social media. Just search adding, at Heading North To support what it is I do here and help this show grow, you can support us by going to patreon.com forward slash headingnorthpodcast. You can buy some awesome show merch at headingnorthpodcast.com forward slash store, or you can give us a rating and review on iTunes, Spotify, or anywhere you listen to podcasts.